we are again, Scissors and Scrubs. Welcome back. I'm Nicole. I'm Laura. And it's lovely, lovely February. <laughs> nice cold and cold and miserable. Except the days are getting longer, so Thank it's God. February. It's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. So we are trying to stay relevant, and we are going to do a little Black History Month subjects yes. this month, this episode. Not, nothing's going to be as exciting as Dr. Blaylock and Vivian Thomas, no, they were awesome. unfortunately, because mm-hmm. you can't really top those two. Mm-hmm. So today we decided to cover sickle cell anemia, or also known as sickle cell anemia. <laughs> and Laura's covering... I'm covering like 12 leaders in nursing um, that were black. Excellent. Yeah. All right. Well, since mine's not as exciting as Laura's, we're going to cover sickle cell anemia. But before we get into that, so I was up last night. Till like 2 a.m. Binging Night Stalker. I can't remember if I watched it or not. Dude, it just came out on Netflix. Oh, then I didn't. You have got to watch that show. Is it real or is it... Real. It's told from the two police officers Uh who one of them was the head lead investigator on the Hillside Strangler, which was only five years before or something Mm -hmm. like that. Uh, But of course, I'm laying downstairs by myself. Everything's dark. They're talking about how... This guy, of course, nobody shut their fucking windows. Nobody closed or locked anything. No. So he comes in through every slider, lifts, like, are you kidding me? Yeah, lock your shit. Yeah, if I'm somewhere where there's a slider, there's 42 baseball bats in it to keep oh, yeah. it from opening up. So I'm like laying on the couch and I'm like, mm, you know, I have to watch one more. But I'm like, oh, I'm getting creeped out. Yeah. I'm like, what if he comes to my house? Some of the stories that came out of him, you know, he just was so random. Sometimes he killed the person he raped sometimes he didn't sometimes he shot the husband sometimes he didn't just whatever then there was a whole thing of him he would go into people's homes steal the kid take the kid to some random place sexually assault the kid drop them off and let them go he never killed the kids never killed the sexually assaulted them right and never killed the kids so it is it's something it's something so i was a little creeped out i'm not gonna lie listening to that yeah but it was very good. I love when I scam myself. Oh, well, that was after I binged Cobra Kai season three, which was wow. <laughs> now I don't know what to do with season four. <laughs> I can't get enough of Johnny and Cobra Kai. His random 80s references and how he's so stupid about them makes the show. We makes watched sense. the original Karate Kid movie last yeah. night with the kids. And literally every three seconds, I was like, I'm, I'm going upstairs because I'm done with this now. Every three seconds, Jack would be like, that's in Cobra Kai. That's from Cobra Kai. <laughs> they took that from Cobra Kai. Yeah. I'm like, oh no, my no, God. Nope. Well, there was the one scene when he's trying to make his Facebook profile. And she, the kid's like, do you have any like photos? He's like, yeah. And he whips out like his shots from the 80s. No shirt. He's all greased up. And he's like, what about these? The kid's like, well, do you have anything with clothes on? He's like, oh, do you have any newer ones? He's like, well, yeah, but I'm going to take me a while to get oiled up. <laughs> They were so cheesy. <laughs> he makes the show for me. I hated him in the 80s. Yeah. I can't get enough of that guy now. I'm so psyched. His career is like hot because <laughs> I love him. I want. I said to Brian, I'm like, he's going to be in something else from the 80s. He just has to be like, they have to put him in something else like this because he's hysterical. The way he delivers it, it's hysterical. God. Though some of those characters I'm done with. <laughs> I'm completely done with. Okay. Back to sickle cell anemia. Yeah. That was my pathetic life yesterday watching cobra kai and the night stalker it's quite a combo that is quite different yeah Yeah. all right sickle cell anemia Mm -hmm. it's all in the word laura sickle cell Mm -hmm. 
or sickle cell disease, which they like to refer to in this article called Sickle Cell Anemia Type Symptoms and Treatments by Dr. Graham Rogers, MD, on the Healthline editorial team. Okay. Okay. It is a genetic disease of the red blood cells. Mm -hmm. So normally red blood cells look like little donuts with no holes. They're round. Mm -hmm. They got little little divots in the middle. Mm -hmm. And it gives them flexibility to travel through the smallest, tiniest, itiest, bittiest little blood vessels. Well, when you have sickle cell anemia, your blood cells now, they're they're shaped like in a crescent. Mm -hmm. And it's shaped like a sickle, like Mm -hmm. they used to cut the wheat down with. Mm -hmm. And it makes them sticky and rigid and prone to getting trapped in these little tiny small vessels, Mm -hmm. which blocks blood from reaching different parts of the body and causes pain and tissue damage. Okay. It gets into recessive genes and stuff. Not doing that. You know how I feel about the Mm -hmm. whole something diagram. four squares. Yeah. Yeah. Something diagram. I can't remember. So symptoms of sickle cell anemia usually show up at a very young age. Mm -hmm. They may appear in babies as early as four months old, but generally about the six month mark. Okay. While there are multiple types of sickle cell anemia, they all have similar symptoms, which may vary in severity. Mm -hmm. One, excessive fatigue or irritability from anemia. Maybe that's why I'm tired and then... We just keep finding reasons for us to be miserable. I'm not Mm -hmm. sure. Well, I did say I was anemic after the kids, but that was decades ago. (laughs) So fussiness in babies. (laughs) Bedwetting from associated kidney problems. Jaundice, which is a yellowing of the eyes and skin. Mm -hmm. So we had these two new orientees that came to evenings, mm-hmm. the two young ones, and I'm doing one of them. No, I'm doing one of them. I'm not really doing them because he's way too young <laughs> and I'm married. I'm scrubbing. With, <laughs> I mean, and I, have a and, and I have a husband. I'm scrubbing with him. Let's say that. And we are doing a liver. Yes. Good job. And the patient came down and God, this, this guy was yellow. Glowing. And he could not stop staring. He's like, wow. Wow. That's, I've never seen somebody that color. I'm like, well, that's liver disease. Yeah. But he's yellow. I'm like, liver disease. He's like, mm. but he's like really yellow. I'm like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's liver yeah. disease. Mm-hmm. Okay. So back to jaundice and doing the young guys. <laughs> Swelling and pain in the hands and feet. Mm-hmm. Frequent infections. Pain in chest, back, arms, or legs. Laura, what are the types of sickle cell disease? I don't know. I'm so glad you asked me though. Oh. I mean, really? Okay. Hemoglobin SS disease is the most common type of sickle cell disease. Okay. It occurs when you inherit copies of hemoglobin S gene from both parents. Oh, okay. Go back to that diagram. Yep. This will then form a hemoglobin known as HBSS. Mm. Hemoglobin carries oxygen through your blood. Yes. As the most severe form of sickle cell, individuals with this form also experience the worst symptoms at a higher rate. Okay, so then you have hemoglobin SC. Again, I'm not getting into um, the genetics. The genetics of it. It is the second most common type, but the anemia is less severe. Okay. You have hemoglobin SB plus, beta thalassemia. It affects beta globin gene production. I'm not going to get into all that because it makes absolutely no sense. All you need to know about that is those symptoms aren't as severe either. Okay. Then you have hemoglobin SBO, beta zero thalassemia. It's associated with a poorer prognosis. Oh, okay. And they can sometimes have um, more severe symptoms. Hemoglobin SD, hemoglobin SE, and hemoglobin SO. They are all types of sickle cell disease and are more rare and usually don't have severe symptoms. Okay, okay the trait. This is going to get back into that whole, I want to call it a Venn diagram, but it's not a Venn, no, diagram. It's not a Venn diagram. People who only inherit a mutated gene. So if you get one gene from one parent, you have the sickle cell 
trait. Mm -hmm. They may have symptoms or no symptoms, but they're not as severe. Mm -hmm. If you inherit the the cell from both parents, you have sickle cell anemia. Mm -hmm. And you can get a blood test for it. People from regions in Africa, India, the Mediterranean, and Saudi Arabia are more likely to be carriers of this. Mm -hmm. Why? These are regions that have malaria. It is thought that the sickle cell is a mutation of the blood cell to avoid getting malaria. malaria. It's it's a preventative because I believe they don't get malaria. Though I don't know which is worse, malaria or sickle cell. I would think sickle cell. Right. So what complications can arise from sickle cell anemia? It can cause severe complications, which may appear when the sickle cell blood vessels block different areas of the body. Mm -hmm. Painful or damaging blockages are called sickle cell crisis, Mm. and they can be caused by a varies of circumstances. Illness, changes in temperature, stress, or poor hydration. Mm -hmm. So, these are your types of complications. Severe anemia. So, because the cells are sickled, they're easily, they break easier. They are hemolysis. They'll break down quicker. So your normal red blood cell lasts mm. 120 days. A sickle cell lasts 10 to 20. Oh, geez. Which is part of why they're always anemic. Yeah. They can get hand-foot syndrome, which occurs when the sickle cell blood vessels start blocking the blood, start blocking the vessels in the hands and feet. Mm-hmm. And this is co- going to cause the hands and feet to swell, and it can cause leg ulcers. What? I have not had a drink you at all. I think it's dry mouth. Leg ulcers. Mm-hmm. They will get swollen hands and feet and are often the first signs of sickle cell anemia in babies. Okay. Because, I mean, think of all the little teeny tiny yes. vessels and all those little sickle cells are getting stuck in there. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's just gross. I feel so, so bad. Pain- it just sounds so painful. It does. Splenic sequestration. Okay. <laughs> Something I got it out. It's a blockage of the splenic vessel by sickle cells. It causes a sudden painful enlargement of the spleen. Uh, so the spleen is this little weird organ on your side. I think it's out by the stomach. Yeah, it's right there. Uh-huh. And then it will enlarge and it, it filters blood. But it doesn't like to be touched or hurt in any way because no. then it just bleeds like shit very and you have to take angry. it out. Very yeah, angry. It gets very angry and it just starts spewing and then you have to remove it. It has to get bounced. You're out! <laughs> so the spleen may have to be removed due to complications of sickle cell disease in an operation known as a splenectomy. Yes, it is. Okay, I could have avoided that sentence because I know what that is. <laughs> Some sickle cell patients will sustain enough damage to the spleen that it becomes shrunken and ceases to function at all. Oh, wow. That's called an autosplenectomy, which means you just give yourself one. Yeah. Your body's taking care of that. All right, point. I wish I could give myself an auto um, liposuction oh. <laughs> and a hysterectomy, but a liposuction would be better. Patients without a spleen are a high risk for infections from bacteria such as Streptococcus, Haemophilus, and Salmonella mm-hmm. because you have no spleen which filters these things out. You can have delayed growth. This often occurs in people with sickle cell. Children are generally shorter, but they'll regain their height during adulthood. Mm-hmm. They will. Their puberty, everything may be delayed. Eventually, that'll catch up too. But it's because you're not getting enough oxygen and nutrients because of the sickle cell. Mm-hmm. Sickle cell. I'm just like, I don't know what I'm saying here, but I mean sickle cell. All right? Just forgive the accent. You can have neurologic problems such as seizures, strokes, or even a coma. Makes sense uh-huh. because these little things are blocking up all the stuff yeah, you need. Those little Immediate treatment should be sought. Blindness from the vessel supplies in the... You can oh, pretty much Jesus. fuck with this, huh? Yeah. Blindness is caused by blockages in the vessels. You don't want that to happen. Heart disease, chest syndrome. Okay. It inter- it's when sickle cell interferes with the blood oxygen supply. It causes heart problems, which can lead to heart attacks, heart failure, and abnormal heart rhythms. All of this completely makes sense. Mm-hmm. Lung disease. 
Damage to lungs over time to re- related to decreased blood flow can result in high pressure in the lungs known as pulmonary oh, yeah. hypertension and scarring in the lungs known as pulmonary fibrosis. Mm-hmm. These problems can occur sooner in patients who have sickle cell chest syndrome. I'm going to go to that and go back to the other two things. Sickle cell chest syndrome is a severe type of sickle cell crisis. Good thing I'm not drinking. So with the sickle cell crisis of chest syndrome, you get severe chest pain, Mm -hmm. cough, fever, sputum production, shortness of breath, low O2 levels. And for long term, it's not a good prognosis if this continues on for long term. So if your lung disease and your heart disease aren't bad enough, Mm -hmm. you're really fucked when you get a prior prism. Oh, geez. For those of you who don't remember our 16 tons episode, prior prism is a... An erection that goes on forever. Mm-hmm. So oh, it is like a lingering. Gets stuck up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lingering, painful erection that can be seen in some men with sickle cell disease. It happens when the blood vessels in the penis are blocked. Mm-hmm. Mm, not good. That's awful. Mm-hmm. Oh. And it can lead to impotent, impotence, impotence. Nope. Impotence. Yep. If left untreated, impotence. I like that better. <laughs> I couldn't even get the word out if I tried. Impotence. Okay, so it's impotence. <laughs> And you can also get gallstones. This oh. is very interesting why. Laura, come on. Go back to anatomy and physiology 102. Uh-huh. Okay. You ready? Uh-huh. Because of the Blake breakdown of the bilirubin. Uh, no, it's a breakdown of the red blood cells, which is bilirubin. Oh, and it builds and up. The, yeah, yeah, which I forgot all about. So gallstones are one complication, not mm-hmm. caused by a vessel blockage. Instead, they're caused by the breakdown of the red blood cells. Mm-hmm. The byproduct of this is bilirubin. High levels of bilirubin can lead to gallstones. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty interesting. That is. Believe it or not. So how is it diagnosed? Again, you asked the best questions, Laura. You really, you're so fucking smart. Okay. This condition often first appears as acute pain in the hands and feet. Patients also have severe pain in bones, anemia, painful enlargement of spleen, growth problems, respiratory infections, ulcers of the leg, and heart problems. What is the treatment for sickle cell anemia? Well, you can get rehydration with IV fluids to help the red blood cells return to a normal state. Mm-hmm. The blood cells are more likely to form and assume a sickle shape if you are dehydrated. Okay. Treating underlying or associated infections as an important part of managing the crisis. Um, it can also, if you don't deal with the infection, it's gonna the crisis is going going to get worse. Mm-hmm. Blood transfusions improve transport of oxygen and nutrients as needed. Packed red cells are removed from donated blood and given to patients. Mm -hmm. Supplemental O2 is given through a mask and it makes breathing easier and improves O2 levels in the blood. Mm -hmm. Pain medication to relieve the pain. Um, There's drugs like proxyhydria. It increases the production of fetal hemoglobin. You can get this, I guess, while you're pregnant. It increases the production of fetal hemoglobin. It can reduce the number of blood transfusions the kid will need through life. And then immunizations to help prevent infections because they are very prone to infections. Yes. Things you can do at home to mm-hmm. treat your sickle cell. H- compresses? Yes. <laughs> number one. Heating pads for pain relief. Mm-hmm. You're so smart. Take folic acid supplement, supplements. Mm. As recommended by your doctor. Right. Okay. Obviously. Eat an adequate amount of fruits. Fruit veg. Fruit veg. Fruit veg. Mm-hmm. And a whole wheat grain. Oh. Just okay. one whole wheat grain. Just one. Don't eat, don't eat a lot of them. Just one whole wheat grain. And doing so can help you make more RBCs. Okay. Drink more water to reduce the chances of sickle cell crisis. Exercise regularly to reduce stress and to reduce crisis. Mm-hmm. And contact your daughter, doctor immediately if you think you have any type of infection. So, Laura, mm-hmm. when I was going through sickle cell anemia, who is the first person that came to my mind? 
I've no idea. T bars. Oh, I forgot. How could you forget T bars from TLC? Yeah. Scrub is away. I I completely forgot. Oh yeah. yeah. So I was investigating a little bit on T bars Mm. after this, which I've forgotten her real name from Georgia. So she was born with sickle cell anemia, and she was told she would never have children. She had many issues with it throughout her lifetime. Um, She had been in and out of the hospital with it. She eventually does get pregnant, have a baby. Oh, really? But she passes out and has some kind of like a major issue when she was breastfeeding, I think it was. Wow. And she's also had cardiac and um, neurologic issues because of it. Wow. She's on the men now, but she suffered greatly with her sickle cell anemia. Yeah. People with sickle cell suffer. They're sick. It's this Yeah. Sick. It's not... It's, it's not fun. It sounds like, oh, it's anemia. It's not. It's, it's not. Like completely it's painful. Yeah. They're sick. Mm-hmm. Um, part of between Lisa left at Lopez getting killed in a car accident. That was awful. In her sickle cell. That was kind of the death of TLC. Though mm-hmm. we did see them at yeah. the garden with yeah. um, new kids. Mm-hmm. So. Pretty good. I do love me some TLC. I love TLC. I do love me some TLC. Yeah. All right. What you got for me, Sparkles? All right. I have... Um, so there was this article in nurse.org and it was called 12 leaders in nursing in medicine to honor this black history month. Mm-hmm. And this was from last February um, by Angelina Walker. So 10% of nurses in the U S are black. That's a small today. number. Very small. I was shocked, I'm kind of shocked by that, by that. Yeah. but that's a real small number. Yeah. So here, these 12 people helped move nursing along and helped move um, black people get into the nursing field. Um, Hazel W. Johnson Brown. She was told she would never be allowed into a nursing program. She earned her bachelor degree in nursing from the Harlem Hospital School of Nursing. Do we have a year? Um, no, not I'm curious her. when this is. Okay. She, well, it was like in the mid nineteen hundreds because she joined the army and served in Japan and Korea. Okay. She trained nurses going to the front lines in Vietnam. She became the first black woman to achieve the rank of brigadier general. Wow. Yep. She wow. led the U.S. Army Nurse Corps of 7,000 members, and she went on to her, earn her master's and a Ph.D. in educational administration. Wow. So whoever told her she couldn't go to school. Well, hardly any wrong. women have even made Brigadier General, let alone right. black women to right. make it. That's pretty cool. Um, Sojourner Truth. You'll, you'll know who this is because there's a picture of Abraham Lincoln standing behind her. Okay. She's at like a piano or a desk or something. He's standing like directly behind her. What's her name? Sojourner Truth. Okay. S-O-J-O-U-R-N-E-R. Um, she was an abolitionist that escaped slavery and advocated for the rights of blacks and women. As a slave, she was a nurse for the Dumont family. Um, after achieving freedom, she worked for the National Freedoms Relief Association in D.C. She often spoke before Congress advocating for nursing education in formal training programs. Um, this woman was a, she was a slave. But could, why would you want the people you have enslaved nursing you back to health? Cause I'll tell you, I'd poison your ass. Oh, I know. But I'd I fucking kill you. You'd be miserable. Oh, look at this is arsenic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This could be great for you. Yeah. Yeah. No, she was the slave that just, I don't, I, the strength of these people is just beyond me. Well, I made the kids sit and watch when COVID first started on um, Harriet. Did you watch yeah. that? No, I haven't seen that. It's unfucking believable yeah. what that woman did. She... You didn't, you didn't mess with Harriet. Yeah. Let's just say that she knew she was something. Yeah. She I was, mean, just like you're in this situation, you get out this situation, this terrible, and Betty you know, I mean, never mind Betty. I mean, but then fight for everybody else's right. It's just yeah. like, they're just, I awesome. think it's great. Yeah. 
Um, Susie King Taylor volunteered for the Union Army in the Civil War. Oh. Um, she was like a jack of all trades. She did anything needed. that needed to be done. She was like a wicked accurate shot. Like she did everything. Um, but she also nursed soldiers back to health with no regard for her own safety. So she would often be found sneaking into the tents to care for the quarantine soldiers oh, wow. that had smallpox mm. that no one else would go in. And she'd go and nurse them back to health. Well, you know, three weeks with those pustules and uh, everything else. Yeah. Yeah, but good. she would like, they'd be like, no one in here. You know, they, they're all quarantined and she'd go in and help, help everybody. Yep. Um, Goldie D. Brangman. She was part of the emergency surgical team at Harlem Hospital that saved Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s <sighs> life. Mm-hmm. I already love her because she's uh, a surgical nurse. I know. Um, he was stabbed in the chest during an assassi- assassination attempt in 1958. How did I never hear about this before? I didn't know this. I never knew he no. was. So many people like in his you know, group or whatever right. wanted him moved. They wanted him out of the Harlem Hospital right. thinking that they yeah. weren't Poor up for this task. Yeah. He had to stay because he was so unstable. They could not move him to another hospital. Goldie was the one physically operating the breathing bag or the bamboo bag yeah. um, that kept King breathing during the surgery. So she, so she sat was like there. a nurse anesthetist almost. Yes. Because they didn't have the machines then. Right. So she sat there and bagged him during his whole surgery. She kept him alive. Um, she went on to serve as CRNA, AANA president. She turned 100 on October 2nd, 2017 and still volunteered for the Red Cross and oh was a member God. of the AANA. That's hardcore because no. I would be like, yeah, I've done now, let alone at 100 and whatever. Yeah. Never heard of that. How I do we never not hear of these? Yeah. Like, it's I awful. never knew there was more attempts on his life. Yeah. Um, Patricia Bath. In 1973, she became the first African-American he to complete born. a residency in ophthalmology. In 1976, she founded the American Institute for the Prevention of Blindness to advocate for eyesight as a basic human right. Yeah, that's kind of makes sense. 1976, like, she had to advocate you, for... Why? Like, why is that not a basic human right? It, of course it should be. Why are we... What are we denying them, though? I don't think, like... Um, Medical care for Yeah. It? Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, she went on to serve as a faculty member at Jules Stein Eye Institute at UCLA. Jules Stein? Mm-hmm. Um, Betty Smith Williams was the, um, she was the first person to graduate from the Francis Payne Bolton School of Nursing in Cleveland. She was the first black person to teach at a higher education institution in California. She started the National Black Nurses Association in 1971, which is still working to improve health care for African Americans in the U.S. Makes sense. Lillian Holland Harvey served for 30 years as the dean of Tuskegee University School of Nursing. Um, she, so she wasn't like given the name of that. She was like an interim. So she wasn't given that official title. She wasn't given the title. Um, she developed the school's bachelor of science degree in nursing, but yet, you know, don't give her the title of it. Yeah, no. It was like, she was acting. So she was never called the dean. So they don't have to actually give her a title. Yeah. Um, Harriet Tubman. Badass. She was a fucking badass. Yeah. She helped over 300 slaves travel the Underground Railroad. During the Civil War, she was known as a capable nurse with a lot of knowledge of herb- herbal and natural remedies. Never knew that about her. Mm-hmm. Um, she treated soldier- soldiers with dysentery and smallpox while staying healthy herself. Yeah. Um, after the war, she helped start a home for the elderly. So she freed the slaves. <laughs> she nursed the soldiers back to health. And then she's like, you know Single what? Handedly. I'm going to start a home for yeah, elderly people who need help. I, she's just unreal. Why does she not have a holiday? Right. 
She Why should. does she not have a I have no idea. So Mary Eliza Mahoney was the first black registered nurse. She started in a nursing program mm-hmm. in New England. Mm-hmm. It didn't say where, but in New England. Um, and there were 40 people in our class. Mm-hmm. It required 16 hours of labor, seven days a week. Mm-hmm. She was one of three to graduate well, from yeah. that class of 40. 16 hours a day? Yeah. In 1879. Wow. In 1908, she helped establish the National Association of Colored Graduate Nurses. In recognition of her achievements, the ANA created the Mary Mahoney Award, one of the highest honors a nurse can receive. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Um, Mabel Keaton Stoppers. I like uh, that name. I did Mabel too. Keaton Stoppers. Um, she was met with like a ton of resistance at the beginning of her career because she was black. Mm-hmm. Um, she had to deal with segregation, segregated programs that would not include or encourage black nurses. Like no one was like, yes, you can do it. But, right. you know, no, we're not helping you um, because of her fights against racial injustices for herself. And she because she had to fight racial injustice, she then went on to fight further racial injustices for other people. And because of her, all ethnicities were eventually accepted into the U.S. Army in the American Nurses Association. Wow. Um, she broke down many barriers so that black nurses could achieve their dreams. Yeah. Um, Estelle Massey Osborne was the first black woman to earn a master's in nursing. She then worked to make sure other black nurses had better access to higher education that was on par with white people. Mm-hmm. In the 1940s, her work expanded the number of nursing schools accepting black students and led to the U.S. Army and Navy lifting the color ban. Um, I can't even believe. It's it's disgusting. I, I can't, well, you're a nurse and you want to save your country. Oh, but you're black, right, so you that's can't my do point. it. It's like, ridiculous. I mean, this is, you're sending all of these people to die, so what does it matter what color they are? You know I, what I mean? Like, what? And they're willing to do a job nobody else wants to do. Right. What do you care what color anybody what is? difference in? does it make? Mm. What difference does it make? They're not any what do you care? better or worse. All right. Um, in 1945, she became the first black faculty member at NYU. The Estelle Massey Osborne Scholarship helps support nurses who want to earn their master's in nursing at NYU. Um, And then I have, I'm going to say ADA because I don't know how to say this and that's what my kids call my sister. It's A-D-A-H. So I'm going ADA. ADA, maybe? I don't know. ADA or ADA, Belle Samuel Toms. She graduated from the Lincoln Hospital and Home School of Nursing in 1905. She was 25 when she graduated. She was named Oh, I'm sorry. You know what? The other woman was the dean of Tuskegee University. Okay. I got that. It was this woman. She was named acting director of the school that same year. That she graduated. That she graduated. So she was something. Something. And this is completely unheard of. A, yeah. she's a black woman. B, she's being named right. acting director. And she had just graduated. Right. Um, of course, she was never officially named director because a black woman would never have that position. Yes, but if, how could the black woman ever had, was the other woman later? Yeah, this was 1905. When was that? Um, she was the dean. Right. So Hold on. Where was that? I'm just thinking, like, why? It has to be later. I believe it was later. It has yeah. to be later. Yeah. And I'm sorry. Lillian Holland Harvey was the dean. She okay, had the so title of Tuskegee University. Lillian Holland Harvey. I was confusing her with it. How come we don't get three names like that? Well, I'm what? Laura Ann Dennison. Yeah, but I don't call you Laura Ann Dennison. No. It's true. You know? Like... Yeah. A, Maybe if I do something really important, you will. I right. That's the first. If we, this gets big, I'm going to introduce you as Laura Ann Sparkles Denson. Okay. okay. Um, so Ada Bell or Ada Bell um, worked to set up the National Association of Colors Graduate Nurses. And she worked for black nurses to serve in the Red, Co- 
Red Cross. Red Cross. <laughs> Take it easy, Laura. Oh, God. She Wrong one. That's black, what comes down. <laughs> she worked for black nurses to serve in the Red Cross and the Army Nurse Corps because they weren't allowed to serve in the Red Cross or the Army okay. Nurse Corps. Well, Clara, that should have been brought up with Clara right from the it beginning. It really should have been. I mean, she should know better. I'm not happy with her. So I am very sorry. It was Clara. Ada or Ada Bell Samuel Toms that was not given the name of Lillian director. And Harvey. Lillian Holland Harvey was named Dean of Tuskegee University. Um, and that's it. I thought they were terribly interesting. And you, all these people do all these things to further, yeah. you know, Each black other. rights. Yeah. And, um, so I'm going to put this out now a year in advance. Mm-hmm. We're tapped. If you got something great for Black History Month next February 2022, let me know. We'll yeah, do let it. us know some stories. Yeah, throw some stuff at us because mm-hmm. um, it's hard because there's not a lot at 10%. Are in, are in. Right. So help us out because we'd like to pay the dues. Not pay dues. I shouldn't say that. But like pay homage. Like they deserve their recognition. They deserve to be. Right. You hear about all these other yes. people. I've never heard of these women. Right. Who did all these things. To in face. Nursing for women of right. color. Like it. And so. they do it in the face of adversity. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like, oh, me. I just. If somebody tells to- me no, I'm like, okay. And I just walk away. Right. And they're like, no, absolutely not. You I know? don't take so. no for an answer. Harry Tubman, badass. I Badass, badass. Yeah. Okay, so that's a nice, uh, short, sweet episode for you. Maybe not so short, um, <laughs> but short, sweet episode. We have a um, pretty good episode for the next coming week. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to get hot in here. Let's just say that. It's getting, it's getting hot, hot in here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's break all the fire codes. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, um, as always... Do your best to like and subscribe and write mm-hmm. to us. We'd like to hear what you have to say. Yeah. We'll do it next episode is someone that wrote in and Yeah, this is a wrote in. And then mm-hmm. we still owe somebody um, one on cystic fibrosis. Yes. We haven't forgotten about you. No. It's coming. I actually would like to see when she she would know when cystic fibrosis month is. Yeah. And maybe we'll do it that month. Yeah. Um, okay. So keep listening. Mm-hmm. Keep writing. Mm-hmm. We'll see you in two weeks. Bye. Bye. Like, subscribe, rate, and review. The Scissors and Scrubs podcast on whatever podcast app you listen to us on. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Scissors and Scrubs. And email us any of your stories or thoughts to scissorsandscrubs at gmail.com.